Hello and welcome to the Uncensored Sales Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Dowdy, sales coach and revenue mentor. I help service-based experts get more clients by mastering their sales conversations and their sales mindset. And I am so excited that you are here today listening to our podcast all about building a business your way. So this podcast, guys, quick and dirty today. I promise I will not take a ton of your time. This is one of the things that I have talked about several times and noticed several times throughout my entrepreneurship journey is that there are a lot of people telling us or talking to us and telling us to do things a certain way. This is the number one way to grow your business. This is the fastest way to grow your business. This is how you should grow your business. And I want to tell you today that the only way to grow your business is the way that works best for you. Okay. I'm going to say it again. The only way to grow your business is in a way that works best for you. In my research and my communications um, with my audience and other audiences and other entrepreneurs is that most entrepreneurs started their businesses for one of three reasons, time freedom, location freedom, and financial freedom. Okay. So we were all looking for some sort of freedom from something. Um, maybe it is the confines of a nine to five. It is the confines of the job that you don't, you don't care for. It is the income limitation that you are experiencing in a role that you're in right now. Whatever reason that is, is that's why you started a business. And my guess is you started like a lot of entrepreneurs and that you started doing a lot of research. You started reading a lot of blogs. You started listening to podcasts, maybe some YouTube channels that you have followed along with. You have probably downloaded a lot of free resources and total analysis paralysis of, oh my gosh, everyone is telling me to do something different and I don't know what to do. I've been there, I have experienced it, and fortunately, I feel like I'm on the other side. And it is still a fight that I fight some days. There are still some days where I get served that Facebook ad or I get that notification that this new podcast has gone live and I'm like, ooh, that's interesting, I should go listen to that. <laughs> and it's like, no, 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 stop, okay? One of the first things I'm gonna tell you is I want you to stop learning and I want you to start doing. Okay, I'm gonna say it again. Stop learning and start doing. Yes, there is a learning curve. Yes, there are things you need to learn as an entrepreneur. Yes, there are things you are going to come across along the way that you need to learn something about. But by just totally taking in all of this information and trying to model a business after somebody else's business, you are actually limiting yourself, okay? You are not helping yourself, you are limiting yourself. And let me, let me tell you what I mean by that. When someone says, so when I first started my business, I was told that one-on-one, one-on-one -on -one was the best way to go. One-on-one -on -one was the best way to go. You need to get one-on-one -on -one clients first. You can charge them more money. Um, you can bankroll yourself a little bit. Start with one-on-one. -on -one. And I did start there. And it worked okay for me. And I made some money and I enjoyed the work that I was doing and I really enjoyed working with clients but it never was the magic bullet that everybody said it was gonna be. I wasn't making tens of thousands of dollars doing one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, I, I have some theories as to why that is, looking back now with the knowledge that I have today, but that didn't necessarily work for me. I really made them, started making the most money in my business um, by offering a group program, by offering a lower price point group program that helps entrepreneurs build a foundation for their business around sales and business tactics. Why did that work better? Because the audience that I had been building for the last six months was an audience of entrepreneurs that were probably less than two years in their business and they were looking to learn sales skills. So I don't know how long you have been in business, but oftentimes when you are in your first year or two of business, a really expensive or what can feel expensive one-on-one -on -one coaching program 
isn't really where you want to start because you're not sure what you need to learn and you're not sure which direction to go first. So a lower price point, more foundational program made more sense for those people. And once I started listening to my audience and figuring out what my audience wanted and built a program for my audience, I started making money. So I ignored what all those other people said about one-on-one, one-on-one, one-on-one. And now I'm really fortunate that I have both a group program and a one-on-one program, um, both of which I really love and both of which are making me money in my business, which I'm excited about. But that was just one of the things that I was told that this, do it this way. This is the way you should start your business. But if that is not what you were called to do, I also really love teaching. Like group program stuff, I love. I love to teach. I love to coach. I love to support. I love the idea of a group environment and people learning from one another. Um, and you don't get to do that as much in one-on-one as you do in a group coaching program. So I was also, not only was I chasing something that my audience didn't need, but two, or wasn't ready for, but two, I was also doing work that wasn't my favorite work. Again, I love one-on-one coaching and I am good at it and I enjoy it, but I really get a lot of my energy from stuff like this, from recording trainings that people can go and use by building a program that is going to help somebody build those foundations, which I can do in a one-on-one environment, but can do much more efficiently in a group environment. So that, those are two things I want you to know is just because everybody else has done it that way doesn't mean you have to do it that way, one. And then number two, especially if that way is pulling you out of the work that you really, really, really love. Again, I am a, I'm a teacher. I'm a trainer. I want to be on stage. I want to be in front of a classroom. That's me. And the one-on-one consulting piece is awesome, but it's not where I want to spend 100% of my time. It's probably where I want to spend about 30 to 40% of my time. But what I was told early on was that's where you need to spend 100% of your time. So I use that as an example. Some other examples, guys, is all of the different ways you should be marketing your business, right? You should be on Facebook. You should be on Instagram. You should have a YouTube channel. You should start a podcast. Maybe LinkedIn is where your people are. Twitter, for sure. Make sure that you're using stories. Make sure that you're posting every day. Maybe you should start a Facebook group. Do you have an email list? Does that sound familiar, my friends? And you're sitting here as a brand new entrepreneur going, holy shit, how am I going to get that all done? (laughs) I I don't even know what all those things mean, much less how to use them, okay? So it took me a legit probably year before I gave myself permission to be like, Facebook. Facebook is where my people are. Why am I trying to figure out Instagram, which I do not love? Why am I spending all this time on LinkedIn where part of my audience could possibly be, but I know that my people are on Facebook. I see them here every day. I see them in the Facebook groups that I hang out in. I see them everywhere. Like, why am I trying to spend my time in all these different places? Spend time in the place where your audience spends time. Okay. That's it. It is okay to master one platform at a time. So I'm at the place in my business where I have a healthy Facebook group. I really enjoy the work that I'm doing on Facebook and I am starting to add in some additional Instagram um, work to help continue to grow my audience. But I've been piddling around on Instagram for a year with really no results because I had no plan. I had no strategy. I had no idea what I was doing. It's not a a platform that I love using. So I wasn't using it. Um, So my point in telling you this is you don't need to be in all of the places. Okay. Just go ahead and give yourself that permission. You do not need to be in all of the places. You need to be in the places one where your audience hangs out and two in the place that works for you. Early on in your business, you're trying to do all these things and it can feel really forced and it can feel really stressful. Find what works for you, okay? I always knew I wanted to start a podcast. I always knew I wanted to start a podcast, but I knew that a podcast couldn't be on early in the list. I didn't have people to listen to the podcast. I didn't know how. I didn't have the resources to get help with the podcast because I knew I couldn't do it myself. So again, I was about, I don't know, a year into business before I started a podcast. 
So while there may be things that at some point down the road, you definitely want to do, like for me, a YouTube channel is down the road. I told you guys, I love to teach. I love to teach. I also am a big believer in organic search. And I know that YouTube is the place to do that. But am I in a place in my business right now where I have the time and the resources to dedicate to doing that right? No, no, I do not. So instead of jumping on YouTube, because that's where everybody says I need to be, I am tabling YouTube to when it fits into my business. Okay, I told you I am diving into Instagram. Um, I'm doing a mediocre job. Um, I have hired some help in that way. I try to be better about using stories. I try to be better about interacting on Instagram, but it's just not habit for me yet. So it's not going as well as I would like, but that's okay. I'm doing what works for me and you need to do what works for you. You know, some people are all about email list, email list, email list. If you haven't started building an email list, stop beating yourself up over it. Cause I know that I did in the first six months of my business, I didn't have an email list. And I would listen to the Amy Porterfields and the Jenna Kutchers of the world. And I'd be like, I'm never going to master this business thing. I don't have an email list. And everyone says that I have to have an email list to be successful, right? Well, yes, an email list is a fabulous thing to have to be successful. Do you know what's really important to being successful? Clients, finding clients, having clients. Okay. And an email list is not where you're going to get clients your first six months in business. In most instances. Okay. I'm sure some of you, I'm going to come back and tell me some way that you have managed to grow an email list in six months and be incredible and I, good for you. But my first handful of clients were all through networking, in-person networking and being introduced to people by people in my network that I knew in person. Yes, most of the work that I do is online, but my first clients came from in-person networking. So I spent all this time, all this technology and all this stuff trying to figure out all this crap. I built the freebies. I paid for ClickFunnels. I built the landing pages. I started an email list. And my first, you know, probably five to $8,000 in my business came from people I knew or referrals from people I knew in real life. And had I just gone with my gut of, okay, what, what do you know how to do? You know, how have you been successful in growing, you know, your business in the corporate world? It would have been networking and connecting with people, right? But instead I did what they said I should do. Notice my air quotes on our podcast that I, I spent all this time and energy trying to figure out something that just didn't work for me. So you have to find the way that works for you. If it's one-on-one, -on -one, if it's group coaching program, if it's a subscription-based program, a lot of people will tell you too, you know, charge what you're worth, charge what you're worth, raise your rates, raise your rates. <coughs> and while that is one of the first things that I coach my clients to is to raise the rates, it has to work for you. So if a dollar amount just does not resonate with you, you cannot connect with it, then don't start there, okay? And there's a lot of people in the industry that are gonna give me flack for having this opinion and I really just don't care, okay? If you don't feel comfortable charging a price point, don't charge that price point. Charge the price point that you feel comfortable charging and then start to raise your rates. So for me, just getting started, you know, I did, I put lower price points on things and then as I got more confidence and got more clients and more testimonials, and more success stories, I've continued to raise my rates. My rates have gone up on my group coaching program, my rates have gone up on my one-on-one -on -one coaching program. The more clients that I get, the more results that I get, the more testimonials that I get, the more that I could charge. But again, out of the gate, charging, you know, whatever that dollar amount is for you, it just didn't feel natural because I felt like I didn't have my feet underneath me enough to charge that rate. So again, I'm not saying that you should give your services away for free. In fact, I do not believe that you should at all. I'm also not saying that I think you should trade for services because I don't really believe in that either. What I am saying is that 
if someone told you you should charge $997 for your program that no one has ever taken before and that doesn't feel good to you, then go ahead and, and beta test it for $497. And tell people, I have 10 spots at $497. Once I fill those 10 spots, the price is going up 200 bucks and build up to that price point, okay? What I don't want to happen here, and don't use this as an excuse to be like, oh my gosh, I work 80 hours a week and I don't make any money because we know that if you're working 80 hours a week and you're not making any money, your rates are too low. But I'm saying if it feels good to you to get your first one, two, three, 10 clients at a lower rate, get some success stories and testimonials and start building, then do that. Do what feels good to you. Okay, some people believe, you know, everything should be paid in full. Some people believe, oh, payment plans are the best way to go. Do what works best for you. Okay, that's it. That's all that you can do is do what works best for you. You cannot do what everybody else is doing. You have to do what feels good to you because here's the deal, my friend. There are so many ways to grow a business. My business coach tells me this all the time because I'll ask her her opinion, you know, should I do it this way or this way? And she's like, you and I both know that neither one of those ways are a bad way to do it. Okay, there are people doing it both ways that have success. If there was a magic bullet, guys, somebody would have already made a bajillion dollars selling us that magic bullet, right? There is no magic bullet. There's a lot of different ways to do it, which is what makes this journey in entrepreneurship so exciting and so fun is there is no magic bullet. You get to do what works best for you. You get to do what lights you up. You get to do what fills your cup. You get to do what works for you and your family because you don't have to do what everybody else is doing because you started this business because you wanted freedom. You did not start this business because you wanted to hear what every person who has gone before you tell you how to do it. Are there best practices in businesses that you should be following? Yes, of course. <coughs> for me, for instance, one I'm a big believer in is recurring revenue streams. Meaning any program that you build should have a couple of months worth of revenue built into it. Because otherwise you are constantly having to start at zero, right? You're constantly having to find that new client. You never really get over the hump of having, you know, money, knowing going in the next month, this is how much money I have coming in. I'm a believer in recurring revenue streams. I coach my clients to that. But again, if recurring revenue stream does not feel good to you, then that's fine. But to me, that's a business best practice that I coach to. So that's another thing too, when you're out there looking for resources and coaching and all those different things, find what works for you, okay? Don't just find the most popular course. Please don't just find the cheapest course. Find the person who you connect with. Find the person who is three or four steps ahead of you building a business that you think maybe you wanna build someday. And for goodness sake, cut out all the noise, okay? Cut out all the noise. You have to cut back on what you're listening to who you're listening to, how many people you're listening to, cut back. For me, I shared this on a previous podcast. Um, I listen to probably three or four podcasts now. Two of them are by mentors that I um, am in their paid programs. Um, and the other two are more mindset driven, um, which is something that I'm really working on. So I no longer listen to 10 different business podcasts of 10 different people trying to tell me how to build my business. I listen to two, and those are two people that I'm paying to tell me how to build my business. Um, and then I just listen to books. I've had to stop. I've unsubscribed to a lot of the emails um, that I was getting. I only hand, follow a handful of coaches of people that I really like their content. I really like their free stuff, so I keep it. But so much of it I've had to unsubscribe to, and I've really had to cut out the noise. And I've had to get really honest with myself about what I'm working towards and what works for me and for my family and for my business. And that's it. Because I started this business to 
for that freedom to create additional financial resources for my family, not to create somebody else's idea of the perfect business. So I hope that this podcast gives you some ideas and some permission to do things you want to do in your business and do things the way that feels good to you in your business. If you would like to continue this conversation, if you would like continued support, coaching, and ideas, please join us over in the Sales Skills for Women in Business Facebook group. It is by far my favorite place to connect with you, my amazing audience. There's right now over 800 women in that community that are networking, learning, um, getting a ton of accountability. I do so much free coaching over in that environment, over in that group. Please join us over there. Otherwise, connect with me on LinkedIn. It is Ryan with two N's, Dowdy, and I would love to connect with you, and I look forward to seeing you on next week's podcast.